All right, everybody. Happy Monday. Today is the 29th. We are just about through. We've got a couple of days left in January, though, so keep doing your job. But we got to, and, well, hey, we're almost just about a third of the way through the first quarter. All right, so hopefully you're doing what you're supposed to be doing and will achieve your goals this year. Today we, are very, today we are very fortunate from the lovely state of Arizona, from our Scottsdale office, known as the Kierland office, we have the lovely Nikki B, Nikki Bernstein. Nikki, you've got to hit star six on your phone to unmute yourself. Star six, not pound, but star six. Hi. So do there I she do is. that every single time I need to speak? No, no, so I just, go on and off? No, no, you don't. You just, you're good now for the whole call. Wonderful. Hi, everybody. Hey. So tell me a little about yourself, how long you've been doing this. Maybe some highlights would be great, please. Well, a little bit about me. My name is Nikki Bernstein. I go by Nikki B. I have been in residential real estate since late 2015, and I have been working in real estate in general. I was in commercial from 2004 until late 2015. So, uh, I guess that looks a lot like 20 years. Yes. <laughs> it does. That's a lot. Because it is. Um, yeah. So uh, I've been with Berkshire since uh, 2017. And uh, I've loved it. I've been in the Kierland office the whole time. COVID was fun. And now we're back and we're in the office four days a week. And just growing and going. Awesome, awesome. And you always finish in the top echelon of people in that office and, and quite frankly, the whole state of Arizona. We have about 900 and something agents right now. So good for you. Congratulations. Tell me a little about your Thank team you. and, and how you operate, please. Well, uh, so my team has flexed and shrunk and flexed and shrunk over the course of time. Uh, and right now we are a party of three. It is myself. John Klontz, who came over with me uh, when we first started on day one at Berkshire, and um, mm-hmm. my assistant, Nadine DeLuca Bosa. So we work very closely all together and collaborate all together and support one another. And uh, this year, we are looking to reestablish some goals because uh, the last couple of years have had their such of issues. So Mm -hmm. uh, we are regrouping and we are refocused on 2024 in a very big way. Yeah. And and the market, I think, is going to be, you know, uh, it's going to, you know, it's it's coming out of the gates a little hotter than it has. uh, So that's going to be helpful. Looks like uh, the Mm -hmm. rates are going to be helpful and hopefully get more and more helpful as the year continues. But, you know, ultimately, I mean, you know, you, the reason you finish up there and you have, you, you know, you sell a bunch of properties, I would say is the way you do it. So tell them a little about how you do your business and uh, so they can get an idea of, you know, who, what you're all about. Well, one of the things that we pride ourselves on is that we are a relationship team. Um, mm-hmm. And what that really means to us is that we create relationships and maintain relationships with our clients. So it really converges with Alan Dalton's uh, Forever Agent. Forever Agent, yeah. mm -hmm, And and we really do believe that being someone's forever agent, um, 
not only means coming to client appreciation parties or receiving pies, we do do pies. I know it's, some people view it as very hokey, but um, it's a great opportunity to get in front of our clients and have conversations with them and talk about real estate or talk about what's going on in their lives. Um, but also to be the person that uh, people call when they need a plumber or they have a problem and they don't know what to do as it relates to real estate and always staying literally top of mind, which is one of the things that you promote in your success series, Rick, um, mm-hmm. is, is always being top of mind and being the person that people turn to and being responsive in that way. Right. I love it. And, so, and it starts with be, being a forever agent. It starts with doing an incredible job for them, doesn't it? It does. I mean, what it, it speaks to is, you know, it, it's funny because when when you are a relationship, uh, a relationship realtor, I guess we could call it, um, it, it really starts by establishing trust and rapport and being there for them and listening to what the clients want and what they're looking for. Um, you know, I find it always interesting, especially when we have clients who are coming in from another state or another city, and they're looking for something very similar to what they have in their state and city. And and I find, especially people coming from the East Coast and um, maybe more the Southeast, that they really have these exceptionally established neighborhoods with community or they have little villages and things like that. And people want walkability in Phoenix. And, you know, you think about walkability and you're like, well, it's only 120 degrees. I'm not exactly sure where you want to walk to, but I wish you all the best and I hope you don't get heat stroke, right? So you have to explain that we live our lives differently and and help people understand how we live in Phoenix before you tell them, yeah, you know, you're only a mile away from, let's say you, you move to McCormick Ranch and there's a little, there's a little uh, area that you can walk to and go to and it's, it's very close. But mm-hmm. you have to be outdoorsy and understand that it's really hot during many of the months. <laughs> so you may not enjoy that as much as you thought you would. And so I always tell people, what the reality of living in Phoenix looks like so they understand. Right. You know, people people don't go in the in the street and play in sprinklers or whatever because everybody has their own pool. So <laughs> you just you've just got to understand what it is that makes people tick and what it is that's motivating them and why they want to move to a certain area and help them see the benefits but also see the truth. So when my clients get where they are, that they can say, even if they override me and say, oh, no, we're going to be fine with that, that they're never going to say about us at the Nikki B Group, well, they didn't tell us that. They didn't tell us that. They sold us a bill of goods. We're always upfront and honest about what it is we know and if it's contrary to what it is they're looking for. Absolutely. Yeah. So it sounds like it sounds like, you know, like you said, you develop relationships. You ask a lot of questions, open-ended questions. I'm assuming, right? So you, you everything you're mentioning requires digging into people and, and figuring out what makes them tick and what they want and and so forth. 
Yeah. I mean, for for us, it's really about putting on their shoes, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I'm sure many agents hear this. Oh, my gosh, you're so lucky. You get to look at houses all day long, and you get to see all the houses and the designs and, and all of those things. And to me, mm-hmm. that is probably the lowest on the totem pole of the good things that we get to do because it's really irrelevant what I think of a home. It's mm-hmm. what the client thinks. I mean, right. I can tell them, I can say, listen, this is a junker. You're going to have to, you're going to have to do a mm-hmm. lot of fix up or this is super solid. You can, this is, this is move in ready. I can say those things, but when it comes to design, that is so personal. And I've sold many homes that quite candidly weren't my taste. And I've sold other homes that I would definitely move into. Um, Coincidentally, the home I live in now is the same floor plan as one of my clients. And I remember when we bought that home for them that I kept saying, God, I could move my family into this floor plan easy. And then three years later, we did buy that home. So, you know, there is a a little benefit. Every once in a while, I can see myself in certain places, but that's only happened once over the course of you know, uh, nine years now. Mm. Yeah, so it's so true. You, you, you ask questions, you dig deep, you find out what's important to them. And I like the way you said that too. It's more about the person than it is about the bricks and mortar and, you know, the, the lot and so forth, right? Because if you dig deep and find out what's going on, and they can tell, plus when you're asking questions, they can tell you care about them, which is, kind of, a lot of agents just don't do that today. It's crazy, isn't it? It is. Well, I mean, look, um, I think most of us, and and correct me if I'm wrong, podcast is really for people in the industry, right? Right. And and within the BHHS network. Okay. So, you know, we can all agree we receive a million phone calls. Hi, can I give you my check boxes or whatever that is? You know, let me tell you my buy box um, for the investor phone calls, the ones that are Mm -hmm. so annoying. Clients do not have, they have buy boxes, but they don't adhere to them if something strikes an emotional chord. Because Mm. the cliche of home is where the heart is, the heart will always override the buy box. Mm. So even if they say, I want this or I don't want that, if the heart takes them to the place where, you know, especially when they're buying, if their heart says, this is where I belong, then it's my job to backtrack and say, well, this is on your list of things you wanted and it doesn't have it. Are you okay with that? And they're like, yes. Then we're writing contracts. But Mm. they know, I know that this is what they wanted, but they're overriding it. And the same goes for sellers. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. sellers get a feeling about this offer. It's just a little too close or it's a little too this or the way that it's written doesn't feel right as though it's going to be a good transaction. I have to honor that, and I do. Right. And, I, and it's easy that's to that, do because guts have a play. Yeah. That's such a good point that, you know, hey, you said this, but this doesn't, I know, I know, it doesn't matter anymore. Okay, right? So, 
And it, it, that does a lot of things. Number one, it, it lets you know they're, you're paying attention. And number two, you know, um, <clears throat> they can put on the contract a week later, remember that and figure out how to get out of the contract so everybody's wasting their time. So taking them through that checklist, I think, is really important. Right. And, it, and it's not so much a checklist per se, but it's just really being there with them. And when they're paying yeah. attention to things, and it's about watching the clients when they're in the home. Which right. way do they go when they walk in? What do you want to see first, kitchen or master, or kitchen or primary? Got to change that vernacular, right? Kitchen or right. primary. And and so you've got to you've got to watch what's important because each each person tells you exactly what's important to them just by walking through right. the door. Right. So good. So, so and I love that's it. one I of the it. things that I that I ask when we walk in the door. Where do you want to go? Mm-hmm. Let's go to the bedroom good. first. Let's go to the kitchen first. Let's go to the living space first. Let's go to the backyard first. Whatever it might right. be. They tell me. I don't I don't tour them in that regard. I follow. Right. They lead. Good for you. Good for you. So, okay, so, so I, I would say that, um, you know, if I would to ask you, which I'm going to, your top three points on how to be successful as an agent, the first one would be really developing those relationships, listening to your clients. Is that your number one? It sounds like it is. Yeah, 100%. Okay. Create relationships. All right, cool. Create relationships and really care and, you know, dig deep. What about, what would be, so give us two more. What would be two more things that you would say would be very helpful to be successful and make your clients successful, you know, in this real estate gig? Um, I think another thing to be successful, and, and one of the things that is a huge focus for us this year, is time blocking. And uh, Rick, you and I have known each other long enough to know that my time yes. blocking is not exceptional. Therefore, this year it is very much in focus. And actually, um, my managing broker, Donna Belgram, has uh, masterminds that she puts together. And back when I started years ago, uh, she had this mastermind, and it was called a systems mastermind. And uh, it's really about making your systems template. And it's not lip service, it act, you actually create your own manual. And so Donna left uh, during COVID and she is back. She is having another systems man- mastermind because we didn't, my team did not complete uh, the study. And so we are in it and we are creating our manual on how we are going to work. Therefore, uh, we are going to have a better um, map to success. That's number one. Um, And in part of it, actually, this weekend, I was working on my time blocking. And what does the week look like? And so um, connecting with clients, potential clients, leads, and existing clients is one of my top priorities and actually will occupy about three hours every morning. And so if, if I can manage meaning uh, if I can schedule my clients in the afternoon to meet face-to-face, that will be the most uh, ideal for me. But on the telephone every morning for three hours will be 
where we uh, take off from. So I was just building my schedule this weekend. Nice. So, so time have rock solid, yeah, rock solid time management schedule by time blocking. So, and with you, you have a uh, you have a person there also, Nadine, who can uh, keep you on track too and remind you what you're supposed to be doing, which is helpful. Do we want to talk about Nadine because she's awesome? Yes, she is awesome. No, that's why that's why I brought her we up. Can, I think that we can per- talk about Nadine. So, you know, one <laughs> of the things that that um, has been said time and time again is get an awesome assistant before you need it. Mm. And then the second piece of advice is get an awesome assistant after you need it. But if you need an awesome assistant, it is imperative. And so Nadine has been uh, working with me for uh, two years now. And we really started lockstep pace uh, in the fall of this year. catching our, our breath. COVID really had its way with us as far as getting on, on the same page. But uh, we are here now. And so while I'm making my calls, she is going to be able to do the things that the calls generate. And if that means making buyer broker agreements, or if that means writing listing mm-hmm. contracts, if that means starting our CMAs. And she and I, you know, one of the things that, that I pride myself on inside of our practice is that nobody does a CMA alone. We right. always have battling CMAs and we always debate our CMAs to come to a meeting of the minds of why one person got one number and one person got a different number and what it was that they used that one of us or both of us might have missed in each of our analysis. Hmm. So, so we really try and, and come to a meeting of the minds uh, when we're presenting pricing for our clients. Because as we all know, pricing and preparation are the two keys to real estate success as far as sales are concerned. So. Right, right. And that's such a great idea. Um, having, you know, you guys, you guys do your own and then bring them together and see and, and then present as to why. And then I'm sure you come, you, a lot of times, you know, some of them are pretty simple, especially Arizona, Nevada. Everything's kind of newer, right? But sometimes it's, you, you probably have to, uh, both of you put your thinking caps on and uh, come up with a compromise. Yeah, and, and we do. Yeah. And, you know, even so much so as, um, it, yes, everything is tracked for the most part, not everything, but largely everything is tracked. And then when mm-hmm. we get peekaboos from sellers who are saying, you know, uh, we received a call last week. We sold a property inside of a very small subdivision um, for a very high price per square foot. I mean, we hit the mother load on it. It was great. And we're mm-hmm. super proud. And the call that we received was, so I understand that you sold this unit at $480 a foot. So I was thinking it would be an opportune time. Well, shoot, they have 800 square feet more than ours, which then tips the property. And, and I'll just tell you, so it was a $785,000 property. This property then tips itself over the million dollar marker. But the neighborhood has hmm. never called for a million dollars. So we knew that we were in for it. So needless to say, even though the study was really straightforward, we had to find a way 
to be able to really parse out how and why this property was not over a million dollars and how mm. and what the price was. So not only, not, not always is it straightforward. Sometimes we have to be prepared for the debate that we're walking into. And very fortunately, right. the client, you know, showed us his cards and basically said, it's my expectation that you're going to price the house at 1.175. <laughs> wow. Based yeah. on your square footage that you just sold down the street, even though it's not, you know, it's, it's not always that simple square footage to square footage. That's, That's not how an appraiser is going to approach it, right? So, right. you right. know, so, so there's a lot of conversation that we have in, in how and why we came to our numbers. So mm. we can be prepared for those conversations. And we went on that listing appointment and sure as shoot, we talked about it at length. And they got very adversarial, but we, because we did the study together and because we talked about it at length, were so 100% prepared, they really couldn't, you know, it, it was like being at a high school debate, you know, count, point, counterpoint, point, counterpoint. It, it was it was kind of exciting and thrilling in its own way um, because we were prepared. And, and we right. told them, we'll happily list it for you, but we'll also sit on it for you. Right. And you're not going to be happy with us and you'll, it'll expire at the end of 180 days and you'll be mad. Right. And we'll be out marketing dollars, which would be a bummer. So. Right. Uh, awesome. That. I love it. So you got the rock solid schedule. All right. You got the relationships. Um, and, the, and, and with your schedule, obviously, get the right assistance. What else can you tell them? Anything else? Give them one more good point. What we call it a day. One more good point. <laughs> One more good yes. point. Um, so I'm I'm going to do a little shout out to my sister. My sister is getting her license, and so nice. yeah, I'm super excited. And yes, she is interviewing with Berkshire in California. So I was going to say, keep your fingers crossed that we have another Berkey. Yeah, keep your fingers crossed that we have another Berkey. And the the thing I told her, and I think you know anybody who who is interested, it. It's your rock solid CM, uh, CRM. You've got to yeah. have that in place mm -hmm. because yeah. it is where you know your life's blood comes from, and it's right. how you can can really manage. and And once you have it working for you, um, mm -hmm. and what I mean by that is there's some automated emails that can go out from time to time. Right. You can send you can send out group texts or you can send out group emails, you can send out even just happy holidays. People need to know that you are an agent. And that just means communicating with people because it's yeah. impossible to get on a conversation with somebody and, and just talk about their dog. I mean, right. unless, of course, their dog is sick, in which case you only talk about their dog, but they know you're in real estate. And so right. you don't have to say, this is what I'm doing, and I'm selling, and I'm, 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 If you make it about them, and all of your conversations are the Ford conversations, with it, which is family, occupation, recreation, and dreams. Dreams, to me, is a little right. bit harder if you're digging in with people. But asking people how they are, you know, in right. a world where people wish people HBD, in a world of abbreviations, mm -hmm. It's right. nice to have someone ask you, how are you? Right. It matters. 
<laughs> not HBD. HBD. Happy well, birthday. I'm sorry. Just so you Happy know, birthday. when it's my birthday, please write it out because it, it makes right. me feel like you can only type three letters to me. That's it. Okay. Right. Um, so, you know, for someone to so spend true. a little bit of time matters. Well, it matters. You know, so your CRM you that, matters. You know, it really, and, and it's funny because right before I did this call with you, I did my daily video and I, my video was leverage technology and you're a perfect example because I'm on your email. I see your emails. They're really good. I see your social media, Monday morning coffee. I see, you know, you're, and you're always bubbly and your videos are really good. You can tell you spend time and you think about what you're going to say. Right. And then, you know, so, so, so you're using and the CRM, obviously the drips where they get stuff, stuff sent to them, you know, so if you're building a network, and maintaining it through technology, you can really, it's like throwing a net over a really large group of people who always know, like you said, you're in real estate and you care about them based on what you're sending them. So that's a really good point. Right. And, and sometimes it just needs to be personal. Yeah. Just needs Agreed, to be personal. Agreed, 100%. And so, I mean, you know, for me, it's, it's all about when when I'm sending out emails and one of the things, and no offense to Berkshire, but I don't mm -hmm. use a lot of the Berkshire drip because it doesn't right. have my voice and it doesn't it talk doesn't the voice. way I do. Mm -mm. Right. And so everything is very personalized and that's very important to me because I want people to know that I actually care. That you actually care, yep. And it's pretty obvious with your stuff too, just so you know, I can tell by looking at it. That you really, well, really you. care. Now, I uh, and I'm gonna and note to self: never, uh, never say on social media HBD to Nikki when it's her birthday. <laughs> my advice is don't say HBD uh, to anyone. That's I know. My I'm advice. terrible. It I do that now seems, and then. It seems so shorthandy and so like, please just don't bother to me. So right. I always make a point of A P P Y I R T H D A Y. It's a thing. But that's just me. Right. Well, this has been extremely awesome and educational. And don't forget, our coaching call is right after this. Is that right? So we get to hang up yes. and say hello again. Well, give me like, give me like three minutes. I've got to run to the little boy's room. <laughs> that's fine. Well, anyway, I appreciate you asking me. I, no, I appreciate you taking your time out today. Thank you very much. I'm sure people got a lot. We're going to send this out everywhere as we always do. It will always be available on if you have an iPhone, it's on the podcast app. And if you have an Android phone, download that free app in your phone called Podbean. And they're both there. And they're, it, it's, uh, it'll be on there forever and ever. Amen. Thank you, Nikki. I really appreciate you taking your time out today. Thank you, Rick. I will speak to you in three to four. Three to four. You got it. Thank you. Bye, everybody. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye.